I'm Tatiana Antonelli, and you're listening to Forward Talks by Goombook, a podcast about moving towards sustainability. This is the first of two parts of our conversation with Mona and Ben Lelahom, group CEO and founding partner of Sustainable Square, an organization that is focused on helping companies build sustainability and CSR strategy with reporting, impact measurement, and a whole lot more. On this episode, we'll be talking to Monaem about Sustainable Square and his thoughts on sustainability in our region and their own growth. On part two, we'll focus on their recently released annual sustainability report. Monaem came to the UAE in 2007 through Isaac as part of their youth leadership initiatives. But it wasn't until 2011 that the idea of Sustainable Square took shape. I reconnected with my best friend, Eric Hansel. And I said, um, he said he's bored and I'm bored. Like we want to do something. Like we, we were like, I was 25 years old and I was very ambitious and I had dreams and I wanted really to, to drive a global impact, not just in the Middle East. So I said, okay, um, let's go to Dubai and establish um, um, a place, a platform, right? Where people can connect and we connect experts to develop the practice. We didn't want to duplicate what is happening, what is existing. We wanted to meet and then develop new rules for this field of CSR and sustainability. And that's how we started Sustainable Square. So um, we were inspired by the word of square because back to then all the revolutions started from square, right? All the revolutions, Tahir Square, Taqsim Square, like all these, they started, like the square was like a reference for for a revolution, starting new things, you know, change, you know, and we wanted to bring a change to this field. And that's how we started Sustainable Square in February 2012. Definitely a revolution to bring CSR and sustainability in 2012. Maybe CSR was a more familiar uh, word, but sustainability definitely was a new thing. And still now, I, I feel many people don't understand what sustainability is. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm still a joke uh, with my friends. Like, my friends look at me and say, like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to make private sector responsible and sustainable. Oh, you're not making money. You know what I mean? They, they, they still see it as a joke, as, as something maybe philanthropic, charity. Uh, Monami is doing charity. You know, that, that, that's for them. But then when they see us setting up global partnerships, when they see us working with leading brands uh, like uh, Do Telecom, Emirates MBD, uh, Arab Tech Construction, like all these big corporations, they say, ah, there's something serious happening there. It's incredible how only big names make us look serious. True, very true, big names. But uh, we, we are seeing that um, there is a movement right now, even with the, with, the, with the medium enterprises, you know, they started thinking that sustainability is not just um, a side dish. Sustainability is a, is a main component as part of the business operation that has to be secured there in order to make a difference and sustain and last the operation in the future. So what are the challenges you faced back in 2012 and, and how did you overcome them? Well, there are so many challenges, like probably understanding what we are doing. You know, when we used to go to the private sector, uh, we go to procurement departments and uh, they tell us, OK, you want to register your company here? Um, what's your activity? We are a sustainability advisory firm. No, we don't know what is that. We know event management company. Um, uh, communications company, PR agency, we, that, that's what we have. We have nothing called, you know, a sustainability or CSR agency. How come? So these are one of the main challenges that we started facing, you know, when we started. Um, um, other things, which is to find the right talents in the market. 
Um, there are so many challenges, for example, with the with the um, situation of the Middle East, the instability in the Middle East. It hits that, you know. Whenever there is a crisis, they they look at the um, cutting the sustainability budget. That's that's the the big joke for us. You know, do you, do you want to be sustainable or not sustainable? Because you want to sustain your operation and you are cutting sustainability budget. You know what I mean? So there are so many challenges. We are still facing challenges. But then we are. Thanks God, thanks God, we've managed to embrace all these challenges. And then the name of Sustainable Square today is a very respected name in the market. And we really have sweated to take it to that level. Well, definitely today you are a reference for the UA and the region. And uh, you've expanded, you were telling me before. Yeah, so so when we started Sustainable Square, as I mentioned, we, we wanted to build a global brand. We wanted to make a global difference, a global impact. Sustainable Square today is um, uh, has three offices, one in Dubai covering the entire Middle East, one in India covering India, and one in uh, Nairobi and Kenya covering East Africa with a very promising expansion plan that is looking at the Far East Asia and the West Africa as well. So we are really wanting to take it globally and we started taking serious steps on how we can expand and then serve more clients. So we have serious clients delivering strategic projects to them in 10 markets, Middle East, India, and East Africa. And we are really focusing on expanding and expanding more and more. What do you think about CSR and sustainability? What is the difference? Do you see an evolution between these two? For me, the, the the difference is so clear because uh, CSR is 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 how the the, the business looks at uh, making its operation more responsible. Sustainability is more of a systematic thing. It's a, a system. It's re-engineering the, the operation. It's making sure that um, uh, every single component of the operation make that department last, make that operation last, make that business function last. That's what we need without, you know, jeopardizing of the on the on the planet resources or 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 uh, or violating human rights or or uh, you know exhausting the employees while doing while they're doing their job. It's an integrated approach, you know, to look at the business. Um, what the community look at sustainability today, they, they still think that sustainability is environment only. These are these tree huggers, these people that you know love to plant trees, and, and okay, we love that because there is a business component behind it. It's not just a good thing to do. There is a clear business case for doing all of that, and it pays off in the future. That's why we are trying to communicate to the private sector and the community at the same time. But Educating the community is still slow, you know, to explain to them that the business sector is picking up right now because they're seeing a dollar sign there. It when it hits the bottom line, when it hit, hits the PNL of the business, they start reacting differently about it. As a company, what is the profile that you're looking for? What can you offer, for example, SMEs, or can you also help startups? Or are you only looking at bigger corporations? We always claim that we can do business with any sort of private sector, any type of private sector. Now, as you may know, that we face challenges in the market, and these challenges are related to the uh, the current situation of the market. So we say, whoever is going to pay as the first, right? Because you have to sustain yourself. If you don't sustain yourself, how can you sustain others? So... We have seen a, um, a big response from the private sector, and the private sector is responding quickly because there is a lot of pressure, not just from the community, but from all the stakeholders. Customers today are requesting sustainability. Investors are requesting sustainability. The community is requesting sustainability. Their employees are requesting certain responsible mark, uh, workplace practices. So the pressure is coming from all the stakeholders that, it, that is pushing the private sector to really have to, to not even to comply 
but to 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 even excel at doing things because they started realizing there is a career business case there. For the medium enterprises and the startups, unfortunately, yet the clear business case on sustainability in these types of companies is not really clear yet, right? But then when I see how investors today are looking at evaluating companies and evaluating startups, it's true that they want to look at the balance sheet. That's 100%. I would say like 80% you have to look at the balance sheet. But then there are other non-financial aspects that can contribute to increase your valuation, you know, as a startup or a medium enterprise. And investors are really interested to know that there's a great appetite from the investment community to look at these non-financial aspects of an organization. And non-financial aspects, as you may know, are social, environmental, and governance, you know. So once you excel these things, not... Um, you're not just, you know, attracting a flow of capital uh, that will trust you more, but then you're mitigating risks. And these risks are social, environmental and governance risks. Would you be able to give us an example of a specific case where you took a corporation from A to Z with with tangible results? I would definitely talk about my uh, first and best client so far. Emirates MBD Bank. When we five years ago, when we started, six years ago actually, we started working with Emirates MBD Bank. They only had one CSR person in a team of corporate communication. They didn't have any sustainability practice, and they were just doing like a sort of a sponsorships, like philanthropic activities, right? That function grew to become seven CSR and sustainability managers and, and, and in the team, a team of seven and, and, and eight people. They have been producing annual sustainability reports for the last three years. They, their investors are, are, are approaching them, you know, because of their sustainability aspect. Um, they measure the impact of every single program. They, and then the impact, the ROI of, of their social impact is like between 8 to 15, which is an excellent beyond expectation, you know, social impact. Um, their financial literacy program is one of the most successful. Their exchange of the corporate volunteering program is the most successful corporate volunteering program in the entire region. So we have put all, all our expertise behind that. We really sweated, you know, to, to work with them because it's, it's, it's a teamwork. We worked with that team, you know, to, to reach this um, uh, this level and today, Emirates MBD can stand to be one of the most successful and respected CSR and sustainability teams in the entire region. It's a global landmark today. And this, how long did it take? It took us six years. You you can't bring change overnight, of course. So 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 we really had to 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 trace and and draw a roadmap. You know, what can we do the first year, the second year, third year, up until today? And now we have a roadmap. Well, what can we do next year? So when we started reporting, for example, on their sustainability, we started working on Emirates MBD bank only. Then we extended it to Emirates MBD subsidiaries. Now we're looking at Emirates MBD all over the world. You know, so they're measuring their environmental impact. They're measuring their social contribution, their climate change impact all over the world. So, so, so you draw a roadmap and then you try to follow it. And that's what we have been doing with Emirates MBD. Long-term strategies. Exactly. Long-term strategies with clear commitments and engaging the senior and mid-management and the employees towards these targets. That's so important. It's about the culture. Business is an attitude. Trust me. KPIs are so easy to, to, to set. 
um, targets are so easy to set. But if you don't have the right culture and attitude, you're not going to make it. This is very interesting. Uh, it makes me want to ask you, how do companies here in the Middle East, how do they see, for example, sustainable development goals? Uh, because when we talk about long-term strategies and commitment and responsibility, we are over, we are beyond CSR, we're definitely into strategy, um, but we are in a, in a point in time we, where we need to look at specific things. From what I can see, many will say that they're following the sustainable development goals. We see little squares, colorful everywhere. But my question to you, because you're in the field every day, is like, what is really happening? It's exactly how you've described it. Like I walk into offices and I see nice colorful cubes. I, I think the designer who designed the, the sustainable development goals is genius. He's genius because he's managed to, to bring a smile to every single person who has seen them. That's for sure. But then we need an economist to be there to tell people that it's not, uh, these are not colorful things, like nice things to be um, there uh, thrown as cubes, you know, in the offices and people take pictures with them. These are $12 trillion of opportunities. Think about it. 2019, do we need to create the next iPhone or Apple or a Huawei? What, what kind of innovation we want to bring here? If, we're not gonna, if the innovation is not going to serve solving the planet's issues and the human issues, then why do we need innovation? Do we want to increase the battery of the, of the, the cell phone? Do we need to create the fastest car again and then uh, cause more road accidents? We don't need that. We need to, an innovation and creativity that is channeled towards solving the planets and the human issues. So if we are not going to invest, not align, invest in these sustainable development goals so we can create a new channel for business that generates money and adds value to the community and the planet and the human being, then what are we doing? Trust me, the, I'm not a pessimistic person. I'm very optimistic, but I see the sustainable development goals as our last card, our last chance to save whatever we can save in this world. So what are we doing today? When I speak to the private sector, trust me, I'm this kind of person that does not go to the private sector and tell them, hey, we do CSR and sustainability, love us, it's something cool for you. I clearly outline the business case there. I tell them, this is exactly how are you going to make money. And if you invest in the sustainable development goals, clearly the economists estimated them to $12 trillion of opportunities. If you're not going to invest in them, you, the, the, there is a big portion of capital is, is leaving you behind. You're missing it. So these are opportunities. Just go and grab them. Innovate. Take one SDG and say, this SDG is material to my business, whether it's education, whether it's clean technology, whether it's renewable energy or under sea life, whatever it is, right? Or even partnerships for goals, SDG 17. And say, how can I create a new channel for services and products that can add value to my business and the community at the same time? We, we, we are all for creation of shared value. 2017, the global economic crisis, we've learned big things there that any business that is going to function independently from the community is not going to make it. So you really have to tie with the community and with whatever is existing around you in order to create new solutions and services and products that can add value for the business and the community at the same time. Otherwise, we're not going to make it. And this is a huge call for whoever is listening to me that 
these are business opportunities, guys. These are not CSR activities. These are not nice cubes that we put in our office and try to take pictures with them. I love them. I love, they're genius. But then these are business. These are money. Go and grab these opportunities and make money while impacting and thinking about your child's and kids in the future. If you could forward this episode to someone, you, you really want them to, to listen to what you're saying, who would that be? Definitely, definitely, definitely. I would love to forward it to my mom. She does not speak English. She does not understand English. But she will be extremely happy to hear my voice there. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's all we have for part one. On our next episode, which is in your playlist right now, I talk with Monaim about the findings from the annual State of CSR and Sustainability Report, released in May 2019. As always, you can find out more about our show and our previous episodes in your favorite podcast player. Just look for Forward Talks, or you can check out our show on the web by visiting goombook.com. 